Welcome back to the E&D Podcast, Episode 3. I'm your host, Matt Kutchel. This is my right-hand man, Gavin Simcoe. Give it up for Gavin, everybody. Let's hear it. Hey, hey. Guys, um, this is exciting. I'm loving this podcast. I'm having so much fun. And every time we sit here and test the mics and I put my headphones on and I, I, I start to just get into it, I get stoked to just have a conversation. Feels a little bit like coming home. It is coming home. Yeah. And it's, it's sad to say we're looking for a new one. I know. <laughs> we're going to be out of the garage. Dude, I, don't, I think we got to get out. We got to get out pretty soon because I think yeah. Max is back like next week. Yeah. And I don't know how long we have. Probably get out of here before he comes His back. His garage. Yeah. Um, where are we going to go? Yeah, I, I mean, you posted a story today. Let's hope that somebody comes through. We're looking for a small 10 by 10, yeah, like storage unit. Let's just go to a storage unit if we have to. Do, you know, by the way, speaking of storage units, and yes, that's a great idea. You know that people do live in them as well, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because yeah. there's people that live in a storage unit yet next to ours where some of our furniture is. Yep. And wait, and, for real? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. <laughs> no, crazy. I saw them bringing in like a couch, a bed, sheets. I saw them move in. And they were a bit on the crackhead side. Wow. Like it was very like they were it was very sketchy. Yeah. And they just moved in next to our storage unit. And I was like, maybe the podcast would be good here. Back in the uh, early band days in high school, we used to rent out a storage unit to band practice in. No, did yeah. you? It was it was really cool. Did you get kicked out? No. No, no. It was you know, small town vibes. So like okay. we we okay. told the people and Yeah. They <laughs> and let they us, just and they just let you rip. They let us cover under oath till till the sun went down. <laughs> we guys, we launched the cruise year two year two this week and it's always nerve-wracking it's it, it's always nerve-wracking because are we gonna sell it out are, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? like yep. it's it's tough like it's are a, people gonna like the lineup like that was one thing that i was you know not worried about but you're putting together this list of bands and you're like how are people gonna react to this you know is yeah. it too pop punk is it is there not enough like deep cuts? Like who's gonna play in the lobby? Do we do we get too many main stage? Do we go too hardcore? Like yeah. and so that was the thing that I was really, really nervous about. And then obviously the fact that we didn't have any of the assets ready until the night before. I know, dude. Because <laughs> it was all down to the wire. Like we didn't we didn't get final word on, you know, two of the bands until yeah, two days before. I think didn't I get the final thing to approve the morning of? I did. Yeah, yeah, you did. I got the final cruise announcement video, and you were like, "Dude, it didn't get colored the right way in time. This yep. didn't happen in time." And then I noticed a little audio thing, and then by your response, I was like, "Oh shit, Gavin's probably been up all night <laughs> yeah. working on this." I'm like, "Yes, I know, and there's nothing we can do about yeah. it." So let's, let's just move post on. It. Yeah, let's yeah. just post it. I thought it was good, dude. Yeah, I thought good. it was good. It was good. Um, so anyway, speaking of the cruise, as you guys know, the lineup is out, and um, it was very. It's very. I don't want to say, actually, I'm just going to say it. It is difficult putting together this many bands that work together on a cruise, right? So, for instance, some of my favorite comments in the Facebook uh, group chat was someone said, I would have never thought I would see August Burns Red and Yellow Card on the same tour together. This rocks. That made me happy. Right? And that made me happy because, like we talked about before, is underneath the, the scene umbrella, you can like it all yep. you can yep. i like the heavy shit like august burns red and i also love ballads by yellow card yep like and i know that you're the same way yep and i think the fans our fans appreciate that because we're not being like nope too heavy of a band yellow card can't play with them no yeah they could play together i want to go see a heavy show and then tomorrow i want to see yellow card it's just the way it and goes. i actually want to see them in the same night because like yes, I'm, I'm gonna, my energy is going to get exhausted for august burns red yeah but i might want to just like 
chill with a you know martini to yellow card yeah afterwards you know so um I'm, I'm really excited about the lineup and we still have like a quarter of our budget left to add like I, I feel like when you put more to be announced on your tour poster people are like oh you're gonna add some small bands but like we're actually planning on adding a bigger band yeah towards the top we want to add like a co-headliner yeah and then we want to add a couple other bands and obviously what's kind of cool about our business and we, we tell you guys is like you know, some of these bands that you guys are asking for are just too expensive. Yeah. Like, no joke. There are some of the top bands out there uh, in the scene, and they're just too expensive to book by themselves as the only band. Yeah, it's almost like there's there's this gap between, you know, bands that are, you know, within our reach from a finance perspective, and there's and then it just jumps to, like, completely out of reach. Yeah. And there's this, there's nobody really occupying this middle space that we're, you know, trying to trying to really hit on. And it's uh it's it's a little difficult, and you, you know something else that's kind of difficult too is, and maybe we can't spill too much of the beans, but yeah, it's uh it's kind of funny too when you're b- booking these bands like who has beef, yeah, who won't work with who who would see another band on the lineup and and not yeah uh not accept because you know they have s- some ten year long beef with somebody else, so it's 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 a little interesting. Do you do you think? We're gonna sell this thing out before we go to public on sale. I want you I, on I, record I mean, saying, "Okay." Because um, right now, just so everyone knows, we're two days after cruise going on sale. Yeah, and we've sold out almost fifty percent of the cabins to only the people who went last year. So, oh geez, you're right. The next two days are people who signed up for pre-sale, and then on Tuesday of next week, which will be the sixteenth, um, is when it goes live to the public. And so I'm just curious, do you think we'll even so get to a public on sale? Now that you said that, and I forgot that just the alumni the alumni from last year are the ones that already booked half the cabins. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's crazy. to pat ourselves on the back, that showed that we put together a bomb-ass cruise. Yes. If half the people that came last year are able to and afford it and want to, like, we put on something very special. And I know that. We've talked about it so many times. Like, I, it was the best time of my life and so many other people. Right. I... I could totally see it selling out before public sale. And in a weird way, I'm happy about that because it's a successful cruise. But I'm also bummed. I'd also be a little bit bummed that more people from the public won't won't get a chance to book to book tickets. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But like if you cared about going on the cruise, didn't you sign? Oh, got one. Got one. Got three, it sounded like. Wow. My God, that guy got roasted. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, if you really, if you wanted to go on the cruise, you joined the pre-sale. Yeah. So like... I just want people. I just want to get through the pre-sale people because they actually showed interest. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, it could sell out so quick that we're knocking on six man's door trying to get a boat for the next weekend. I know, dude. That'd be so sick. Weekend two. Weekend Can, two. Could you do two weeks out at sea? Yes. Me too. Easily. I could easily. Dude, do it. the cruise was was it four days or five? It was f- four, uh, f- four, four nights, nights five, five days. days. I could have done. I could have doubled that. I could have yeah. gone another. F- I. I could have got another three days. Who 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 are you thinking of adding to the okay, lineup? Okay, first of all, I've been seeing. I, I I pay attention to the comments. I see what people are saying, and I think on a co-headliner thing, I like the idea of a sleeping with sirens. I mean, if you really think about sirens, they kind of carried the 2010 through 2014 pretty strong. Strong. Um, they were they were one of they were probably the biggest. Yeah. What, them and Pierce the Veil, probably? Yeah, Pierce the Veil was big at that time. They yeah. were kind of neck and neck. I would love to see Pierce the Veil in the oh, I would love to see Pierce the Veil. I would love to see Pierce the Veil. Um, so, okay, you just said Sleeping with Sirens. So, Sleeping with Sirens, I would love. Um, 
I was working out the other day, and so Judah in Reclaim the Fallen, one of my best friends, he's the one who got me into emo, and uh, way back, way back when, when his band would play these small shows, and he listened to uh, Matchbook Romance a lot, and so mm. I knew of Matchbook through then, and I haven't revisited their albums in a while, and I was working out the other day, and I put them on, and I really enjoy, I really enjoyed it to the point where I was like, damn, Matchbook could be a good ad. I think I think we have some room for pro, like a progressive post hardcore mm-hmm. band. Yeah. Um I'm, give me some examples. I mean like, Fall of Troy yeah. would be huge um in that vein. I mean they had that song FCPR remix which I know, you know, was on Guitar Hero. And so that Was it? It dude, I think I think that song might have done more for I mean it it did so much for the scene in my opinion because <laughs> kids wanted to beat the hardest songs on Guitar Hero and it was like through the fire and the flames, FCPR I, remix. I didn't know they were in Guitar Hero. Yeah, huge. That is wild. That song was huge, and I think I mean they're active right now. Um, so they they could be. I mean, I saw Escape the Fate getting named out a lot. I think that's a little bit of a missing. Like, yeah, we're uh, we have like the August Burns Red, which is heavy. We have the Devil Wears Prada, which is like like kings of metalcore. Mm-hmm. We're kind of missing this metal area, mm-hmm. which I think Escape the Fate kind of plugs into pretty well. Here's the thing that the audience should know that we're kind of that we have to struggle with is we get this budget and we have to chop it up perfectly mm-hmm. to have the f- perfect mix of bands that are the pop punk, mm-hmm. that are the metalcore, that are the really heavy, and it's it's not easy. No. Nope. So like we spend months talking to bands, negotiating. Are you free? If one of the guys in the in the band doesn't jump on cruise ships because they don't, that's not their thing, then that band doesn't come. There's yep. so much to it. Yeah. So it makes it really, really, really hard. All right, so if you could pick your one your one pick for the top, who would it be? I want the used bad. Okay. I want the used on I'm hoping that like if we can't work anything out for them to be on this cruise, that they will be a headliner on the next cruise. Interesting. I also would love to see Chiodos. Yeah. And I know that Chiodos, they're not a they're not are they not playing together right now? They're 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 not not active. They're not active right now. So if we could find a way to get them together and play the cruise yep. the next one that could be sick that would be cool and Cri- uh, God, craig a chiodos, is a chiodos a, comeback on our cruise would be so that would be sick. insane okay and craig is definitely a we call like a mount rushmore on yep. in the emo scene yep do you have your mount rushmore like at the tip of your of your tongue i have mine do you and and one name it hurts it pains me to say okay but let's start with um burt mccracken okay used um I think Aaron Gillespie is. Uh, I think Aaron and Spencer are up there, but a lot of people um, lean towards um, Aaron's the clean vocalist, yep. and a lot of people. Uh, I don't want to say favor that person. That's not the right word, but like he, like they put he, more. They put a lot of value on. They it. put a lot of value on the clean vocalist, yeah. right? So I would say like it'd be a uh, a, a Burt McCracken, Aaron Gillespie, um, Adam Lazara. That's the one I was. Yeah, I, okay. I, that's the one I, I hated that I had to say it. Yeah. Because he hates being called emo. Yeah. And and it bums me out that he hates that. Yeah. Because what's wrong with that, right? Yeah. But I think that he's up there. Um, you got one more. Um, Chris Caraba. Oh wow, we have like completely different. Dude, lists. actually, hold up, man. We got a completely different list. I like this. Hold up, because. Got one. Got one. Um. Because I, Craig Owen belongs up there too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Let me hear your list. Okay. And by the way, I, I just 
When you said, do I have at the tip of my tongue? I just knew I would have some names. Yeah. And I think those names make sense. No, we're sense. locking you in. Don't, you lock, don't lock me in. Because <laughs> uh, is the Mount Rushmore, what, four people? Five? It's four. It's four. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mine is uh, mine is uh, Spencer Chamberlain. Okay. Like the God. Yeah. I mean, so good. Uh, Anthony Green. <sighs> yeah. Great. Um, Davey Havoc. Okay. Yeah. And Robert Smith. Robert Smith. From The Cure. From The Cure. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. People are going to get mad that I put Robert Smith on there, but... Yeah. I mean, dude... Let the, the haters hate in the comments. Dude, The Cure, like, they taught me to be emotional. Okay. As a Got young it. boy, you know, I, I love The Cure, and I came, I kind of came from... Okay, wait a second. You're saying my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Not, not in general what I think the Mount Rushmore in the entire no, no, scene would you, be. Well, it's, it's who you would debate. Okay. Who would you debate? And, like, okay. put, like, I'll put my four up against anybody's four, and I'll, I'll come... Okay, so then let me let me do mine okay. again. Okay, Because my, I'm sticking to Burt McCracken. I'm sticking to Adam Lazara. And I'm gonna jump to, and I'm gonna add Aaron, and I'm gonna add Spencer because under oath in general, and I, I can you? I don't know if you can do that. Why? Can, why not? You gotta pick one, bro. Oh, you're hurting me right <laughs> you gotta now. You gotta pick one. Damn it! You can't, you can't cheat. Because <sighs> I like the almost too. Yeah, the almost was great. And I like, and and I love, I love Aaron's voice for the for the for in general is perfect. Yeah. He has such a damn good voice. Don't forget the dude is drumming at the same time. He's drumming at the same time. Yeah, he really like created I remember, you know, my drummer in my band back in the day wanted to be Aaron Gillespie and he was he was our frontman too. Yeah. Dr- drumming and sing. I think um Aaron when I was on Warp Tour back in the day, mm-hmm. um the kings at the time were uh Aaron Gillespie, um Johnny Craig. Mhm. Uh, and Craig Owens, those yeah. those were ki- those were like three of the top names. So in you're the picking scene. Aaron, and I'll have I, I'll have Spencer okay, over here. I'll so, hold okay, Spencer down. It. Yeah, yeah. Because because I feel bad saying this because Spencer is my boyfriend. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I do have a boyfriend. It, a it's love. Spencer's. We have a love thing. He's my boyfriend, and so Spencer, don't kill me for saying this. Um, but I'm I'm available. <laughs> Gavin's <laughs> Gavin's single for a man. Yeah. Looking, we're both pretty much married, but you know, yeah, we can have a boyfriend. Oh, you will be married. I'm gonna be, guys, guys. Let me tell the audience this. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm about to be married. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> dude. Thank you, guys. <laughs> the headphones just, just What happened there, guys? I'm about to be married. I'm gonna be married, man. It's crazy it's to think days. about. I'm ten days away from my wedding. By the time this is out, the wedding might already have this, existed. This came as a complete surprise to me. Yeah. You're really pulling a shotgun wedding out. Here, Okay, our overall idea on why we're getting married so quickly is I've never shared this story on the podcast, so here we go. Um, I didn't want to sound repetitive, but I don't think I ever shared our... Nope. Okay, so um, we got engaged three years ago. We've been engaged for three years, but we got engaged right before the pandemic. So uh, when we first got engaged, we said, let's just be engaged for a year, not rush into planning. Let's enjoy being engaged. So we were enjoying being engaged, and then about seven, eight months into being engaged, the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And when we were when we started planning our wedding, um, venues were like, "You can only have forty people or less, and they have to be wearing masks." And we're like, "We don't want that, and we don't want that vibe." Mm-hmm. So we're like, "Let's wait." So then we waited, and then Ariel books uh, Love Island, and that shoots all summer long. And our wedding was going to be somewhere around the summertime, right? Mm-hmm. We wanted just good weather, good vibes, and so on. And so then we're like, "Let's wait till next year." Season two got picked up. Season three got picked up. We got busy with her career. Um, we got busy with, uh, we couldn't uh, do a wedding in the middle of the pandemic. So it just, things got in the way. Yep. Life got in the way. So finally, here we are three years later, 
and we are still both very busy with stuff. Like she's busy with Rel and her, you know, all her stuff that she's doing and different brand deals and businesses and myself. And so we said, listen, there's so much pressure these days on people to have this perfect, huge wedding and drop fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it's you, so expensive. But we decided, listen, let's just our friends have a beautiful backyard. Let's just have a wedding in our friend's backyard and keep it super small and have like not all of our family, but just the the family members, like a few small family members that we keep in touch with that are a part of our everyday life, yep. friends that are part of our everyday life, and have a small wedding in our friend's backyard. What kind of food are you going to have? Oh, we're having a pizza party. Oh, that's so Dude, sick. Dude, we're, we're having this guy bring his, uh, he, ha- he has a wood portable fire. wood fire like oven. So we're going to have pizzas, and then we're going to, late night when we're dancing, we're going to have a taco truck show up. Oh, cool. So it's it's that casual. Yeah, it's it's not like salmon and mashed potatoes and all that kind of stuff. And, and we're getting this done for very cheap. And Ariel and I are both very, I don't want to say we're cheap with our money, but we are very smart with our money. Yeah. I don't, we don't blow our money on fancy clothes. We don't blow our money on like fancy cars. No, you start clothing businesses. You start a clothing <laughs> business. And then when that pays you, you buy your clothes, even though it hasn't fully paid us it's well ne- yet. Actually, it has never paid you. It's never paid me. Yeah. Yeah. This man works for free <laughs> on E&D. Like it's just, it is what it yeah. is. I love seeing, I love seeing comments on like the cruise particularly where they're like, you, you know, you're giving this guy money to, you know, whatever, like take the genre and, and capitalize on it. And I'm like, dude, the guy doesn't get paid from this. I want to comment yeah. it so bad. Yeah. But, I'm like, but you don't. Yeah. You don't want to comment that as the E&D profile yeah, or anything. Yeah. Um, I, but, I mean, but who, who okay, back to your wedding. I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Who whose backyard? Uh, Jason and Lauren Kennedy. Oh, cool. Two of our closest friends. Uh, we actually went to their house uh, a couple of weeks ago. Not even a couple of weeks ago. Dear God, like 10 days ago. And we were telling them our idea of having this quick wedding. And we're like, we want to find a beautiful little location, maybe a backyard. We talked about even going somewhere. What? You were fishing. Oh, we were fishing. (laughs) Is it going to be your backyard? Um, But we were talking about an intimate wedding. And then um, I. what's weird is even though I could ask them, I would never want to ask. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. And I know that they would love it. I know they would love it. But I didn't want to be like, hey. So we were genuinely just having a conversation because we had some other ideas. And then they said... Do you guys want to have it in our backyard? Cool. And Jason mentioned that before, but I didn't. I don't know. For some reason, I felt weird about taking the, taking them up on that. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It's gonna be small and sweet. And uh, so by the time this episode comes out, you're married. By the time this episode comes out, we're married. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. Th- oh, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> my God. Oh, I see you, sweetheart. Oh my goodness. I, well, I'm still single right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, I, love, I love making Gordon do the edits. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> right? And he uses the same shitty clip. It's the same one. It's the same <laughs> shitty clip. It ripped off of YouTube in like 480p, just, like stretched to 4K. <laughs> it's so bad. Today's episode is brought to you by Emo's Not Dead Coffee. Have you heard of them? Emo's Not Dead Coffee is micro-roasted, fair trade, and organic. Myself and Gavin, who picked out the coffee ourselves, tried so many different flavors, so many different beans, and these one won because they taste amazing. I'm a coffee snob, and you guys, I'm telling you, you got to try it. Also, if you subscribe to our E&D Coffee, you get 10% off on every single order. Emo is not dead coffee. I should have a tagline here, but I don't. Say Anything came out with a new song. It feels like Say Anything is like back to defense of the genre. Yeah. It feels like they're... They're back in it. It's so... This song is so good. Psych is really so, good. Um, they're sing- 
could have not dropped a better single. Yeah, I don't it's think so. It's so insanely good. Also, it's five minutes long. It's five minutes long, which I want to talk about. Yeah. At the so, all when I go to he writes all his songs. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. When I when I went through um, what's that album? I'm trying to blank. Yeah, uh, is a real boy. Is a real boy. Yeah. I went through every song, and he's the writer on all the songs. Yeah. It's not like co-writing by a band member. Like it's just he writes the songs. Yeah. He's and his bands obviously probably record and perform it, but like he's insanely talented. He like there's such there's so much vulnerability in his voice and his performance and his lyrics he like he like confesses that his lawyer got cosby off and but at the same time says he will never mention that like yeah it's kind of it's a very interesting writing it's so interesting and it's like what does this rant mean and i would love to have him on to ask him i looked i looked up darren king i have no idea what that's referencing i don't either darren king was in a band he was a drummer he was a drummer and he's in a band does he hate Darren King? Yeah. Do they have serious beef? Is he calling him out in this track? Like, I have to know. But I found this, it, the the track is so good and it sounds it sounds so good. And even this poem, the way he yells it and his inflection in his voice, it's so good. But it's weird. Yeah, I, I just, I when I heard that track, I was just excited to hear a band put out music that made me that that sounded like the music that I love from them mm-hmm. again. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so many, so many bands. You know, they're still and I love that they're putting out new music. And I, uh, you know, do write the music you want to write and record the music you want to record and put out the music you want to put out. But yeah. like you, you know, you almost say goodbye to these bands when they leave the sound or they they evolve and and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, here's my line in the sand. Like I'll listen to your first three albums and then those last two I'm not gonna listen to. Yeah. Um, you know, or I'll consume once or twice and they'll go back to your old stuff. But to hear someone like say anything kind of revive that sound and it's just so authentic sounding. I'm really excited for it. Dude, you know who, going back a little bit, I'm going to keep bringing this up because I want to figure this out. I don't get much time with Matt. So, yeah. but uh, you know who would be sick to have on the cruise before they break up is some 41. Oh, yeah. Dude, I can't believe they broke up the, or they're, they're going to break, break up. up. So is their breakup going to be after how many tours? Two tours. Is it going to go into... I think it's going all the way through 2024. I know, but can they make our 2020... If we get them committed. Yeah, I know. What if we made the cruise their, their last oh my show? God. Dude, but yeah, I couldn't believe... Jeez, I, that'd be sick. I honestly couldn't believe... I mean, they're one of the only bands that never broke... Simple Plan and Sum yeah. 41 were the two that came out in that time period and never, never broke up. Yeah. And so now they're... Throwing in the, it's just so crazy. They're throwing in the towel now when it's kind of back on an upswing, so you know they're not in it for the money, or else they'd stay together. Yeah, it's it's really a bizarre thing. I'm really curious well, what's going on over well, there. Well, here's the thing: if you think about it, and, and Brendan Yuri just retired too. Yeah, right. Panic. Yeah, what? and and Panic's been around for over 20 years. I think some 41's been around 26 years. Yeah, 25 years, like 99, 90s. something like that. Yeah, crazy. There's got to be a point. When you have kids and you're raising a family and, you're just and you just can't tour anymore, you just don't feel like it. Like think about how many play, how many shows some 41 played, how many shows Panic at the Disco was active the entire time. Yeah, he kind of went into like mom rock, no disrespect. Yeah, he went pop, he went pure pop. Yeah, he went pure pop. Yeah, um, and played arenas. Yeah, literally started playing arenas. Did were, were people buying those tickets though for that first album? You know what I mean? Like I think I think a lot. I mean, listen. Uh, what's the name of the song? 
Give me the give me their, their first big one. Uh, oh well, imagine yeah, as I'm pacing the pews in the church corridor, and I, I chimed. Uh, what what is that song? Dear God. Oh man, I don't I, know. I'm any pulling of, it up. And Panic, uh, Panic had some of the like most obscure song names. I write sins not tragedies. I write sins not tragedies. That's it. Okay, there you go. Does he? Yeah. Seven hundred and this is crazy. So I write sins has seven hundred and fifty-seven thousand. Let me say that again. Seven million. Five hundred seventy thousand. Yes. Wow. That's seven hundred million streams. Oh, seven hundred on that 750 one song. Seven hundred and fifty million streams. You really fucked that number up. I, re- I my bad, guys. <laughs> seven hundred and fifty-seven million streams on I write on I write sins. Their biggest song is High Hopes, which is like the most pure. Po- I got high, high hopes for a living. Whoa. 1.3 billion. That blows my mind. Brandon, you're, he's raking da- it he in. He is raking it in. Not to mention that. Um, Are they independent too? Are they even on a label? Not to mention that I Write Sins has 757 million. Yeah. That made a shit ton of money. That's that crazy. made what? 2.5? No, two point six or something million dollars. Yeah, House of Memories have a, has a half half a billion. They're crushing it. That's crazy. That's why he's retiring. Yeah, I'm he done. Wants, he wants to buy a beachfront property in Mexico out. and just relax. Yeah, so I mean, maybe that's what some forty one is doing. Um, but you know, I got. I mean, damn, it just seems crazy. It just seems crazy that they're like Blink is having this huge moment playing Coachella, like you know, bigger crowds than ever on a world tour, and. They're, you know, some 41. I always kind of saw them as a number two to blink in that pop punk world. And yeah, yeah, they're they're throwing it in. It seems like now's the time to just bunker down. Even if you hate each other or whatever, hate your label, hate the deal you're in, just like you get would, through it in two years, three years, then but who knows? You would think with this big rise in the overall emo and pop punk genre that they would just bite the bullet and say, let's just tour for two more years. Well, and also that's what I mean, that's kind of what they're doing, right? Yeah. They're saying farewell. And so they have Two tours, like they're going on tour with Simple Plan. Yep, um, that's gonna be a fun tour. If we can't say that, cut this out. But um, you know, it, so it's like it's uh, I don't know. It's really interesting. It, it obviously isn't so bad that they're gonna not do those tours. Yeah, right. So maybe oh oh, maybe they're breaking up so they can come back at the real peak of the scene. The cruise. <laughs> yeah, they're no, they're probably going to come back for what when we were young. Well, they're playing when we were young this oh, year. Oh, they are playing it. Okay, yeah. got it. So what what are you saying? But so so they break up and then they have a, a reunion. And that reunion makes a bunch of money. They're the only band that it hasn't would, like Blink-182 got this big because they broke up and came back together and brought Tom back. I know, but what are they going to break up for 2 years and then come back together? Somebody at the record label is pushing it. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. We, should we try to get Derek on this podcast or any of the guys? Oh, Derek from Ridley? Yeah. Yeah. Is he, we'll try. Is he in Canada? Is he in Canada? Is he, does is he, he in Canada? I, I don't know where he lives. You know what? You know, I've hung out with them before. Really? Yeah. But cool. randomly. Like, cool I, um, yeah, he was cool. Um, it was a very drunk night out. And I, do you remember who Hannah Beth is? No. Remember her at all? So she was like a MySpace queen type mm-hmm. person. I want to talk to you about MySpace in a second. Okay. Okay. So Hannah Beth was a MySpace scene girl. She probably had millions. I don't. I don't recall, but she had like over a million fans on MySpace. And um, when I moved to LA, we somehow got connected and became friends. And I would go out with her. And she dated like Trace Cyrus from Metro Station. She dated Derek Wibley from Sum Forty One. And so I would hang with her and her boyfriend yep. and other friends. We'd all go out. And so. 
I uh, met her at uh, Derek was in town. It was he was at a hotel I think called the London or something like that in insane in the Beverly Hills area, and so I met them to go out. And he was super nice, but like from the moment I met him, he was just like hammered because we were all going out. Yeah. And he had already been pre gaming, so like I'm like okay, let's go. So we all went out. I jumped on board, got hammered with him, and uh, close to a blackout night. Yeah, but you've uh, had a few of those. What's that? You've had a few of those. What blackout nights? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had a few. That's good. It happens. Um, but yeah, it was a really, I mean, dude, I, it was my era of partying. Like I, I had fun back then when I first moved to LA and had any sort of access to the, to the cool nightclubs and you were, you were taking advantage. I was taking advantage and I was, I was like, dude, when you're in your twenties, you can literally sleep for one hour and then, and then work all day and party. It just, it's, it it, it can happen. Not anymore. Not anymore. Can't do that. Um, so anyway, I, I hung out with him. Um, nice guy. But it, I'm curious to know if you guys uh, watching this remember who Hannah Beth is. And she was super cute. I, w- I had a crush on her. She was super cute. And she always dated like those like band guys. Where like, is she in, now? Like, in the scene. I don't know. But no joke, dude. I know you don't know her. But she would be great to get on the podcast to talk about MySpace. MySpace. She was a MySpace queen. Like people loved her. Like it was like her and Jeffree Star um yeah who i mean my i see comments all the time like bring emo's not dead bring back myspace and i'm like no and you're like should we no yeah but well there's already there's already replacement space a which is exactly what myspace was yeah um but uh my i I don't think you can replicate myspace you can't you can't can't, dude the thing is you can't bring myspace back and have it do the same thing it was it was a time it was the first of its kind back then i would be so annoyed if you could like and i don't use facebook but like if people had music automatically playing on their facebook page dude did do you know that that's how my my old band it boys first blew up was MySpace. we had a song called miss hollywood it was our first recording ever yeah our only song we put it out there we put it on myspace and a couple people made it their profile song not even people that we knew lauren conrad Oh whoa! And a couple other people as big as her from like the hills and shit, like yeah. just like some TV stars, or whatever, made it their top song. Uh, made sorry, made it their profile song, and it blew up. Weird. And so it got like yeah. yeah. So Miss Hollywood got like I think on MySpace it had like a couple million views from people making it their profile. So I'm I'm really surprised that like Instagram, Facebook don't bring a music element. Because like people care what people are listening to, mm-hmm. you know, and it's weird to me that like yeah. Spotify hasn't, like you can't go look up Derek Huff and what he's listening to lately. Yeah, you know, what I mean, there's no and way to express. And people do want to know. Yeah, well, and I also like it's a good it's a good music discovery tool. You yeah. Know? Well, by the way, I don't know if you know this, and this kind of freaked me out a little bit. Do you know that if you don't make your playlist private, sorry, if you don't make your personal playlist private on Spotify, yeah, that can anyone see can see it. None of my playlists are private. What I have like road trip mix and random stuff. Like just what, song. What's your most embarrassing playlist? Let me okay. Let me look right now, and I'll I'll tell you what I would probably be most embarrassed about people seeing. <laughs> First of all, just a full <laughs> Justin Bieber no, playlist. No, so so these are the songs that I've been listening to. Okay, so uh, I'm not embarrassed by this, but Parachutes album by Coldplay. Okay, that album is one of my favorite albums ever. Okay, I like they're a top band I want to see live. Millennium by Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Top song. You still listen to that? I love it. Okay. I, dude, <laughs> I love the Backstreet Boys. Okay. And a fun side note story. Do you know how I went to that golf tournament? Yeah, yeah. So this this is an epic story. I got to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Backstreet Boys and I want it that way. Um, Wait, wasn't that a Justin Timberlake golf tournament though? Yes, it was. And I called Justin Timberlake out on the crowd. 
Okay. Or in the crowd. Let me let me let okay. me tell you. So so I went so Jason Kennedy plays golf. He got invited to play as a celebrity in, in Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon's celebrity golf tournament uh in Vegas at the Wynn. Uh it was called God, what was it called? Eight. Eight. Some, yeah, something eight. Yeah. Eight hole golf? Eight hole golf. Yeah, do you, uh, Gordon, you remember what it's called? 8 a.m. Okay. Our golfer producer knows. Yeah. It was called 8 a.m. Golf. It was their golf tournament. And Justin Timberlake is an owner of 8 a.m. So he brought his best friend, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I actually do know Justin Timberlake, and he's such a good guy. And like, I'm shocked that he wants to be friends with me, but he's very nice to me. And so when I showed up, uh, 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 Jason and I were at dinner. And Timberlake's the nicest guy in the world. He comes up. He's shocked that I'm there. He's so stoked to see me. We just kind of like vibe. We have a couple of drinks. And so I wanted to preface that I have a relationship with him. That's why I was able to be on stage and like have some fun and call him out. So we all go to this event on like the second or third night of this, uh, of this golf event. Michael Phelps is there golfing. Travis Kelsey, Jimmy Fallon, Chase Crawford. Like I said, Jason Kennedy was golfing. And I was, uh, you know, I came as Jason's plus one. So we all go to this event, this karaoke event, and it was a 200 person event and it was, uh, no cell phones, no cameras, very private night because a lot of the celebrities were there and they took the people's phones who bought tickets to this, a charity, uh, event. And there were three karaoke performances. Uh, Travis Kelsey was the first one. He went first and he sang some like epic journey song and he crushed it like, as if he needs to be more talented than being one of the biggest football stars in the world. Right. He crushed karaoke, so confident on stage, so fun. And then next up was Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon did, um, what song is Today is Gonna Be the Day? Is that Wonderwall? Wonderwall. Yeah. He performed Wonderwall, classic song yep. for, for karaoke. And then uh, the next group, and they didn't, they literally let the celebrities there decide who was going to go up and perform what. So like it wasn't like pre-planned. So that night, um, people knew that I was a performer and that I have that I'm on stage and I'm comfortable on stage. So um, do you know who Michael Pena is? Uh -uh. Mike, do you know who, uh, Gordon? Do you know who that is? Mike Pena. He was in Narcos. Okay. He was in. He's been in a lot of shit. Yep. He was in a, a movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a pretty big actor. Mike yeah. Mike Pena. So Michael Pena was there and he comes up to me. I was like, dude. He goes let's get some guys and do something on stage. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, we should do some Backstreet Boys. And he was like, ah, oh, I don't know about Backstreet Boys. And he wanted to do, um, he wanted to do jump around, jump, jump yep. around. And I was like, I don't know if the crowd's going to dig that. I think if five guys go up there and do Backstreet Boys, it's just, just going to crush. So he was like, ah, oh, iffy, iffy about it. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get some guys together. So then Chase Crawford comes up to me and he's like, dude, I think that we're all going to go up on stage. You got to come with us and sing with us. And like, we were all just kind of like a little bit like, nervous and like who's gonna go on stage let's build our our boy band group so i get on stage with michael phelps uh michael pena uh chase crawford he's from gossip girl i don't yep. know if you know that name uh and jason kennedy and so it's wait you guys did backstreet boys in front of justin timberlake so we go on stage and did backstreet boys <laughs> in front of justin timberlake so we thought so i go on stage and i get the mic and the, the host goes, all right, next up, and names all of us. He goes, doing I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. And um, and then I grab the mic, and I'm like, Justin Timberlake, if you're here right now, I am so sorry, bro. I hope we can still be friends. I said something like that. Yeah. And then we go into I Want It That Way, and we crushed it. Is there video of this anywhere? There is video of this. Okay. Yes. Um, and I like to think, for being really drunk, we all crush it. But there's like... Oh, is it embarrassing? 
It's not embarrassing. Okay. No, it's not embarrassing. It's not like one of those videos where you're like, uh, yeah. oh. We might have to post it. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. might have to post it on some E and D channels and see if it really is embarrassing or not. Yeah. But like, I felt pretty proud of my performance afterwards. I was like, that was just super fun. Um, and then and Timberlake was there and witnessed. No, that. so he, dude, so he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't show up. To he his didn't own show party? up. <laughs> he didn't show up. He was well. The thing is, he was at every event and every signing and everything that like. Uh, the la- it wasn't like mandatory for him to come, but I just assumed he was going to be there. Yeah, yeah. So that very last um, karaoke night thing, at least he wasn't there when I was performing. Yeah. And I was so hoping that he was going to be there to laugh at us doing Backstreet Boys in front of him. That's wild. So anyway, that's wild. That was so fun. So back to loving to the artist that I love, Backstreet Boys. I love Backstreet Boys, and I fulfill the bucket list by singing Backstreet Boys with Michael Phelps, uh, Mike Pena. Chase Crawford, Jason Kennedy. It was just such a fun moment. That was on your bucket list for a long time. Long time. Well, I want. I've always wanted to share a mic with Michael Phelps, and I got to. We literally sang in the same mic. It's great. That's hilarious. Yeah, he has uh, great lungs. Great lungs. <laughs> great lungs. <laughs> Dude, you remember that that bong rip scandal with Phelps? No. What Dude, was it? He, he during the Olympics, he got he. There was a photo of him that came out just like ripping a bong, <laughs> and and like it was yeah, it was like right around the time like legalization really started to to take off and and. He ended up being kind of like a poster boy for like weed is okay. Yeah, like the most winning Olympic medalist of all time rips the bong yeah. and is able to swim like crazy. Like yeah. it's fine. Weed's fine. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that's, that's the only reason why I know Michael Phelps. Damn, <laughs> it's because he was a picture of him smoking out of a bong. Um, yeah, that's Qu- quick side note because I could stop the gardeners. Can you hear that, Gordon? I, I, I can. I'm like, let me just go tell him to stop. Hey boys, sorry to interrupt your podcast, but I have some exciting cruise news. The E&D Cruise Year 2 is completely sold out. However, we do have a cruise cabin for two that we will be giving away to one lucky YouTube subscriber. Just make sure you're subscribed to our channel, like our videos, and let's see you in the comments. We're going to scroll through the comments and pick one of you guys to give a cruise to. That's all the news I have for today. Have a great show, guys. <laughs> I just got threatened with a lawnmower, and uh, they're going to keep going. Yeah. They said, we're doing our job. I said, I respect that, yep. and now we're back. So if you guys hear that noise, we're sorry. We respect blue-collar work. We respect the shit out of it. I've mowed many lawns in my day. Yes. Many lawns. I got to say, though, some of these gardeners are making some coin. Oh, dude. Some of them have <laughs> full-blown businesses, and like the guys that do Beverly Hills make so much yeah. money because people are spending $1,500, $2,000, $3,000 on landscaping alone on their big properties in Beverly Hills. Say that one more time for me. $1,500, $2,500, dollars $3,000, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. A mortgage payment on their fucking garden? Yes. They are spending that much to landscape their beautiful, huge Beverly Hills home per month. Kill the rich. <laughs> Kill the rich. <laughs> um, I want to circle back on MySpace because I kind of wanted to. I yeah. wanted to add to that. Speaking of like Hannah Beth, MySpace uh, top eight. If you had a MySpace song right now, if you had a MySpace profile right now, oh, what song would be on your profile? Just one. I can't have a playlist. Let's start. Let's start with one. Okay. Let's start with like, and they they could by by the way they can rotate. But what's on your main? What's what's your one right now? And then what are two underneath that? Man, um, I think it's gonna be uh, "The Void Approacheth" by Bill Murray. I'm really hot on Bill Murray right now. Okay, my MySpace profile song right now would be um, "Neck Deep in Bloom." Okay, and have you heard that one yet? Yeah, "Neck Deep." I yeah. mean, I can't believe you're saying "Neck Deep." Well, I don't know, dude. I think someone commented on a 
like I'll pay attention to a lot of the the Facebook fans and someone commented about them a few times and I was like I got to check out Neck Deep and I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, they they they're, they're one of those bands that came up in in that period of time where I was turned off from music. Same. And I got to go back and figure find out how wrong I was. Um Neck Deep, Knuckle Puck, yep. The Hotelier, I think I'm saying that right. Um there's a couple of those bands yeah. that have like this m- really heavy Midwest emo influence it sounds like but also very pop punky neck deep sounds is very pop punk. so sound, neck yeah. deep on the lower end of the card for the cruise they're big yeah they are they're i'm, I'm not kidding dude they're a they're a co-headline type act right now whoa they're playing big shows we gotta we gotta get ahead on getting some of the newer acts on the cruise so i, I like that mm-hmm. and i know that we who did we have last year that were do we have anyone? New? No. no, we didn't. Charlotte, Charlotte. Well, I mean, Cassidy Pope is kind of coming back into the emo scene yeah. in a big way. I guess. No, you're right. We didn't have anyone newer, but Charlotte so, Sands is newer on this yes, year. Yes, Charlotte Sands. She's newer and she fits that scene and she's just she's just a good artist. So she's going to be great. But Gavin's been E&D people out there, all the fans. Gavin's been pushing me on um, introducing and bringing new bands onto the cruise. And I've part of me thinks like. But the whole thing is based on nostalgia, and it's all the bands that we grew up on. But it doesn't have to just be that, because we could have eight of the ten bands can be our favorite nostalgic bands. But what if we do have a newer band? Uh, they're not that new, but like a neck deep, yeah. right, that people missed. Like, yep. I completely missed them. I, I never listened to them because we they, they were in that time frame after I was done listening to the emo music over here. Yep. So, like, I would love to do something like that, yep. where we have, you know... Ten of our bands are just the OG. Maybe that's the, the festival. Maybe the festival brings. I mean, but here's the thing: is like, I think you know, and and I I know I've said this guy's name every podcast episode I think so far, yeah. but like, it just rings in my ear, and I try to take this advice to heart. Yeah, because he was very serious when he said it. He was like, the success of Warp Tour was me betting on bands and them growing with those bands whoa and that was kevin lineman yeah you know, that said that to me at when we were young and he was like you know he's like bring on the new acts like believe in some people and like wow. that has kind of just stuck with me on like okay yeah he's totally right like you have to you know because people were i mean you know under oath obviously like loved the cruise like wants to do it again but like this, imagine that impact on a brand new band and yeah. how how much of allegiance we would have with them like throughout get, their like entire career. Giving them maybe 2,500 new fans from the cruise. because well, Way more than that. Oh, because social and... Social oh, yeah, and all that stuff. Right, I, mean, right. I mean, we put, like, Bill Murray. We put Bill Murray on the tour poster, or the lineup poster, yeah. and people would go find them. They would figure out what it is. They'd dig into Johnny, and, oh, he was in Attack Attack. This is great. Sure. Like, there's just this crazy allegiance to it. So that's one of the reasons why I push for it is because I'm like... Well, can I let me argue something, though. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, Kev, obviously, Kevin Lyman is amazing, and he's done an incredible job. He's He's... A, he's a goat. Yeah. He's a goat. Yeah. Um, but he, back then, his festival wasn't about nostalgia. It was about bands in that moment yep. that were good in that moment. Oh, right? I love that you brought this up. So right now, our Emo's Not Dead is about the the genre that we all grew up on and loved and the bands that we all went to those shows. Like they're the bands we grew up on. Not that I'm not that I'm arguing the fact that we shouldn't have new acts, but I think that Kevin Lyman's approach back then had nothing to do with nostalgia, and E&D does. And I love this. Live debate, baby. Let's go. Emo's Not Dead is not about nostalgia either. What's it about? 
it's about the genre of music that continues to grow and evolve. Yeah. And and emo's not dead. It was really funny when the genre was on its last breath. It felt like right. I mean, and maybe we were wrong in that time period, but there wasn't a, there wasn't a big focus on this scene in 2019, 2020 when it started. But it's come back to life, and it's kind of in the brand name mm-hmm. to say the fact that it's not. I mean, if it, emo's not dead, I mean, that means that it's alive. Yeah, it means there's life to it. It means there's new like maybe you're married to the idea that it is the nostalgic play where I'm I I don't see it as nostalgic play. I I think that's where you know we've gotten to where we are. Yeah. But I think at some point there has to be a transition where we start bringing bringing it in. I well listen, these bands can't tour forever, right? Some 41 is breaking up, Panic at the Disco just broke up. They're, like it's it's bound to happen. Yep. And I do agree with you. I'm. I know that I'm a little bit stuck on my own thing from where the brand started and where and like what made E and D how how we got to millions of fans and and the success that we've had is because of those nostalgic bands that we all grew up on and not that that's not going to remain to be a big part of our brand but like you said introducing new acts is a great idea it's just weird to me I mean not weird to me but it's just different than what Kevin Lyman was trying to do back then right that's that all, is, that, that, that's all that I'm is saying that I. Point taken, yeah. and uh, you. Well, we're gonna add some new bands to the E and D playlist. Yeah, let's do it. I think we already did. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, I've been sneaking them in. Yeah, I know. I've been, I, I've, I see that. <laughs> I've been sneaking them in. Um, so your profile songs. My profile song. So I'm gonna go. This is the second so, time we've tried this. <laughs> Neck deep in bloom is a big one, um, and uh, not emo, but I will forever love Gypsy by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Why? I know that, that you would be that would be on your profile. Yes. Okay. I would love I would love it because I love that song. By the way, I have I have arguably embarrassing taste for like these kind of conversations. Yeah. But I don't give a shit because that's what I like. Why would you? So like I like because I'm my shit's funny anyway to where I'd have a funny picture up and then Fleetwood Mac would be my song. Why not? I don't know. Right. Because I, like, I like it. Like it nothing nothing to me. Damn. Whatever be whatever make it like serious. I or, wish I could go back and see your profile as it was back then. I'll tell you my songs back then. Shake It by Metro Station oh, was a big one. Funny. I love that song. Um probably an under the song. It was weird to Shake It by Met- Metro Station had a moment during the pandemic. There was that one cat who would uh dance he would dance all funny. Oh, the, his his little yeah. He reminded the, me of like Austin dude. Powers. Yeah, like, dude. Who, what is that guy's name? Yeah. B- Bandana. Shake. Well, she does it like this. Well, she yeah, do, yeah, little do rag. Little do rag. Yeah, yes. his name's little do rag. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they and had a, his shit blew. His shit re like re blew up that song. Yeah. He, yeah. Um. Metro station. Metro wow. station. Shake it was actually a MySpace profile song of mine. Yeah. And you know how it's you know the, the MySpace songs that yeah. sound kind of like like. MySpace songs. You were really into hyperpop. I loved the hyperpop stuff. Yeah. Um, Owl City, Fireflies, Metro Station, Coba Starship, Ma- Girls Go Bad. 303. Um, is 303 303 in there? fits it, it fits a little bit, but like it's um the song the the songs that I'm referring to have like heavy autotune. Yeah. Postal um, service. Postal service. And uh a guy named Goldhouse back then had a really good song like that. So those were like the the songs in the popular side that I liked, the synthy pop side. And Goldstein and I just um you've heard it, Girl Like You. Yep. We just did a new song called Girl Like You. And in the when we were sitting in the studio writing it, 
it was you know written first kind of like on acoustic and um and like piano i believe and we were just doing melodies who wrote it we did you both together we, we, it well, wasn't we, it, you didn't send him a reference this no we we um sometimes i'll send a melody or or i'll, I'll send like a li- some lyric ideas and then he'll like start writing to it and then we we meet in the middle and work on it yeah. i don't remember exactly how this one started but i think we went in and we were thinking we were like what's a good concept what do we write about mm-hmm. and then it led to um to being stuck in a friend zone that's essentially what the song is about is like being stuck in a friend zone with a girl that you're madly in love with it happened to me for years with Ariel. We've been there. We've all been there. It's my story with Ariel, stuck in the friend zone, and I want to get out. And so we started writing based on this friend zone type uh, type concept, and um, it turned really hyper pop. But it, it's cool, and we love it, and it's very MySpacey. So our idea is to make the music video very MySpace themed, mm-hmm. not just like. Not just like emo matte with like the all black, but like more neon pop. Mm-hmm. The ne- the bright colors, the foil on the shirt, the girls that had the pink in their hair with like the feathers, like the 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 zebra, the zebra, yeah. dude, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. and then I, I'm curious. So you've heard the song. Yep. What do you think about it? What, uh, like it's so. Do catchy. you like it? Yeah, I like it, and I don't like that kind of music. Um, it's so funny. Um, the gang vocals in it are like. Can I give it away a little bit? You can give it away a little bit. Yeah. yeah, like there's a gang vocal that's just friends, and it's just so funny when it hits. Um, and like the, when, you know, when I listen to a New Year Broken Hero song, I almost always think of the music video that's going to go with it. Same. And uh, I get a lot of really good ideas when I think when I hear the song and I'm thinking about the music video because like it's you're stuck in a friend zone. It's it's all about like trying to. Imp- press or how do I how do I get with a girl like you kind of a thing and so I can just imagine you like jazzercising and trying to get in shape and I, I, I can think of all these funny concepts yeah um to the song so I, I really like the song when I when Goldstein texted me the song um I immediately I just wanted a breakdown at the end though got it I was like I need a breakdown at the end to like put a bow on this you know so but it may, may not fit but I was like it, it just I can I say something yeah yeah I like that idea a lot, and I personally would also love to have something like that. Like that song going into a breakdown would be dope. It'd be very Bill Murray ish. It, it, it would attack it, attack attack to me had that hyper pop sound, and then all of a sudden they would be like crab core, you know? And, yeah. And because uh, they would go super auto tune, super synthy. Yep. And so when I heard it the first time, uh, you know, about three quarters of the way through, I was like, oh, I want this to halftime and just like come in with an electric guitar you know because there is an electric guitar that gets introduced into it too so i was like oh slide it into a breakdown you know just but the thing is is like listen it's hard to make money in music right so like we've (laughs) we've hardly made you know this you put a breakdown in the song and it is going nowhere Dude, it's like (laughs) this song to me and andrew actually has a chance that it could live on radio yeah if radio picks it up it could do something bigger it could make it could you know a lot more people can hear it so like I'm as much as I would love to do a breakdown on the end of that song, I don't want to hinder it from actually having a chance at radio. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That, maybe, that's just the, that's just how I feel. Maybe we go with the director's cut version. <laughs> where I we, love, yes, <laughs> where we just add or just the music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. in just the music video, it has specials. it has like a special. Oh, interesting. I like that idea. Interesting. Uh, speaking of new songs, by yes. the way, the day this comes out tomorrow will be whoa red light kisser holy shit 
which is, I mean, we've we've had it at the beginning of the podcast for a few episodes now. People are like, what's the name of the new song? What's the name of the song at the beginning? Yeah. It's Red Light Kisser. Yeah. It's by Your Broken Hero featuring a legend. Uh, yep. I think people could probably guess who it is. Yeah. Uh, there's 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 a hint out there. Look at the, watch the last well, in the podcast. It's it's his voice in the chorus. Yeah. Can you guys can you guys hear who it is? Can you guys actually tell by his voice who it is? Yeah. They I'm, should know. So music video should drop tomorrow. Okay. Um. Or yeah, the twenty third. Yeah. Um. New song coming out. I'm really excited about this music video. Dude, I. To, is this the best song that Your Broken Hero has done in your opinion so far? Um, Which, I was really excited about Tommy's face. Okay. Because Spencer, yeah, um, it's hard not to be. He's, but I think yeah. a, I think from an objective standpoint, this is the best song that we've put out. That we'll put out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's my it's my favorite so far. There's yeah. something there's something special about it. It's really good. It's really catchy. Uh, the video is really fun. Yeah, Ariel is like so cute. Yeah. in the video, like she does like this really. She plays her role really well in the music so video. So well. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, dude. So I'm excited. So yeah, guys, Red Light Kisser's out tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll probably have a pre-save link in the description if you want to help us out in the algorithms. Get on some playlists. Pre-save okay. it. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, is there anything else on Red Light Kisser? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna roll that out pretty heavy. Um anything else on Red Light Kisser? Yeah, I mean, I mean we're just we're just No, it's just gonna be it's gonna be out. Are we doing tra- are we gonna do teasers on Facebook and yeah, it'll all, all be teasers. on YouTube. And music video will be on YouTube. Got it. Um Damn, teasers on cool. on social. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I hope this song I really hope this song does well. Yeah. Um so far A Letter to Ashley has been our most successful song. Yep. As far as its reach and you know, it now has close to maybe four million plays or three million plays or something like or streams on Spotify. The music video has over a million. It's it's doing pretty damn good. I I feel like this could beat it. We got new merch out. Yep. Signature range still still flying. Oh off. yeah, guys. I'm rocking the E and D signature range T right now. Um, we custom made these shirts to just fit myself and Gavin's body Perfectly. so well. Yep. We we made our perfect T. Yeah. So I mean, we what do we got? What else we got? We got Twitch to plug. Yeah. We got talk about Twitch. Twitch, um, we got Jay Cyrus, who helped us out on the cruise. He's a friend of ours. Um, he uh, hosts on Wednesday. It's kind of a variety hour. Watches um, old MTV shows, like Cheaters and stuff like that, too. Um, plays some games. He does some freestyles. Really fun. And then Fridays, uh, we all hang out on Friday at like 7.30 um, PST. And uh, we, we take requests. We hang out in the chat. We answer questions. Um, it's really just hanging out getting a chance to to get to know you guys a little bit better get to discover new music that's where i've discovered all my new music lately is yeah through um through uh, through alan's alan's twitch and we brought him over into ours to to do a similar show um we might be adding uh, another streamer on uh soon Sick. for monday nights um but yeah the twitch the twitch is is flying it's uh twitch.tv slash emos not dead 777 um and it's a lot of fun yeah it's, it's so fun. fun dude i, l- I love joining I think I'm emo Matt or something yep, like that. Yep. I love joining and discovering new music with Alan. Yep. And Al- Alan shreds guitar and plays plays along to it, and we're all in there requesting music. It's fun. It's it is a lot of fun. fun. It, um, and we'll it, link it. We'll link it below. Check it, out our Twitch. Yep. And uh, I think that's really it from the brand. I mean, the cruise. Hopefully, it's sold out by the time this comes out. That would be crazy. Kickstarter still um, in the works. We have no delays in sight from what I can see right now. So everyone should have gotten surveys. If you uh, haven't gotten your survey filled out, fill it out so we know what size shirts you're wearing. Yep. Um, and what size hoodies you need, and where we're sending your stuff. Uh, still on track for September. Um, and then other than that, we're we're just gonna hunker down and get started on hopefully a festival soon. 
Oh, that'd be sick. Hey, do you guys want a festival, an E&D festival? Comment below. Let us know. Um, what city should it be in? Yeah, what city? Great question. What city makes sense for a lot of people to be able to get to? What city should we have our festival in? Drop it in the comments. We're going to be looking at that. And hopefully uh, hopefully next year we can have a festival. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work. Eesh. It's going to be a lot of fun, though. And it'll be good for the genre. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for watching the E&D podcast. Again, I'm your host, Matt Cutchell. This is Gavin Simcoe. And this is our lovely audience. Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah.